time of my life in rehab. So we went to this park and I couldn't breathe the whole time because I was so out of shape. But I was just like, <laughs> you know, like the fat kid from uh, Little Giants. Every time he runs around, you hear him going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like that, but I was running around fucking hitting like mid-range jumpers like Rip Hamilton all game. There was like this, this good team. Intro. There was this, this good team we're, we're playing against, and I was fucking tearing them up while also <laughs> vomiting. Like I was taking breaks to throw up. <laughs> Cold intro, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's our intro. That's it, baby. All right, Two weeks it. in a row. My turn this week. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, welcome to the Texas Triangle NBA <laughs> podcast. I am fully naked here with Eric and David. <laughs> Uh, we're post-draft lottery. Uh, right now it's uh, Saturday evening. The, La- the Lakers and the Nuggets are playing. We don't uh, know the score. Some alcohol beverages us. are flowing, but most importantly, Wemby. Wemby. Yeah. I just want to say I'm not fully naked, but I'm bottomless. <laughs> I'm going to give you the goods. Gotta, yeah, Winnie the Pooh over here. Donald Duck. My tits are too big to, for me to feel fully comfortable, but you know, I'll let you see the button on the fur coat I got going on. <laughs> All right, so Thunder gun, uh, baby, no man left behind. So before I get into my feelings as a Spurs fan, <laughs> as, as fans of the rival Texas teams, how are you guys feeling about Wimbanyama? I'm depressed. That's the, <laughs> that's the quickest answer I can give you. But honestly, I'm not depressed about missing Wimby as much as I'm depressed about getting kicked in the dick with the number four pick overall for the Rockets. I think that's what depresses me the most. But. I don't know, man. It's been it's been a slog. Uh, I don't understand why Rockets Watch posted that video. There was no way that was gonna go well. Well, you know, there was no way they banked on you guys being that unhealthy uh, to where you can't even celebrate your own successes without seeking <laughs> out on. another team to shit on. This thing that, had been uh, going on for yeah. days before the lottery, though, man. Like, yeah, but you know yeah. what? You won. We and did. you didn't even celebrate winning. You went on and found the other teams that lost <laughs> and said, let me jack off to this. And yeah. that's fucking weird yeah. behavior, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say, still jacking as off a to Rockets it. fan, a Rockets fan <laughs> is telling you that's <laughs> weird behavior. And I'm just going to stand on that. I'm going to die on that hill. But okay. you know what? That, that's fine. I'm happy for you, John. I'm happy for my friends that are Spurs fans. I'm happy for the Spurs at large. It was rigged as shit. Everybody knows that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding about that last part. But it, it's it it sucks ass. I hate the fucking Spurs. I don't ever want this to happen again. But you know, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it is what it is. We all knew it was gonna happen. The Spurs have but, been in the lottery seven times. They've landed the number one pick three three times. Yeah, and that's it was a per- respectable three point shooting percentage. Yeah, it, it is tied yeah. with Steph Curry's three point shooting percentage and higher than Tim Hardaway Jr.'s field goal percentage. And I know what you're about to say, like, yeah, why'd you choose Tim Hardaway Jr.? I'm trying to say two things here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My favorite thing about the whole thing was the discourse. Uh, it was like. Boy, I'm really glad he didn't end up on one of those teams that was losing on purpose and that he landed up on the Spurs. That's what he landed. I'm so glad he landed on this stable franchise like the Spurs that wasn't losing on purpose 
or putting out fake injury reports all fucking season long trying to fucking lose to get Wimby the same as every other shit-ass franchise in the fucking league was doing, but they're somehow to this elevated standard that we've never... Oh, yes, the Spurs. Well, at least he ended up on the Spurs <laughs> and not one of those teams that was tanking. Oh, okay. God. I just want to say... Fuck, man. It dri- the discourse about it drives me nuts. But I'm really happy for yes, you, John. Just give us a moment, John. We have a lot of anger to get out. But I swear to God, I'm very excited for you. you I know love what? you gonna, so much. But I'm going to set upset. my mic down and let you guys have it. Go ahead. Just just, re- just go ahead. Let it, let no, it run. I'm okay. done. I'm no, done. No. The discourse was what bothered me. That's no, 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 all I'm, I'm going to say not, about it. I'm not done. All I've right, been on Twitter for a please, week. This is the wrong it, take week it, to please. join Twitter because I'm having to listen to all these motherfuckers be like, he went to an organization that did it right. It's like, you're doing the same shit everybody else was doing. And they're also acting like the ping pong balls falling suddenly makes them right. This is like, and it's like, oh, I'm so happy the Rockets have a shit, have such a shitty team and we're awesome. It's like, dude, if the ping pong balls fell differently, you would have, you'd have Sohan and Vassell and nobody else I could really think of. Like Malachi Branham. Is Brandon's pretty good. Brandon's pretty good. good. Would be. Yeah, yeah, but, but, well but yeah, put. Well yeah. put. That's yeah. important. The Very ping important. pong balls falling differently, or, or you eliminate the ping pong balls from the conversation. The Rockets have way more young talent, and if the ping pong balls don't fall exactly the way they did, Pop retires next year. All right. <laughs> I don't so know just about chill. that. I don't know that Pop retires. Oh, I know year, it. I know it. <laughs> I think Pop dies on the sideline. I literally think that's Pop's future. Like, uh, There's no other way around. I don't think Pop is happy doing anything besides this, you know? And I think yeah. Wimby made him even happier about it. Yeah. And that's a good subplot to all of this, is that we get to see Pop rejuvenated for as long as we get to. But okay. All right. I, Personally, I feel better. <laughs> Thank you I for letting me get too. that out. I appreciate you letting me rant about yeah. the discourse about it. Okay. Thank you, John. Yeah, I love no. you, John. Take your mic oh. and brag, please. Yes, yeah. right. yes. Let us have it. I'm not going to brag because <laughs> you should. You should. I, I, this is not an accomplishment for me or any Spurs fans. We just got lucky. I, I mean, it is what it is, but it is an awesome feeling, man. I mean, when when I when I saw that Charlotte was getting the second pick. It was a feeling that I have not experienced in relationship to basketball since June of 2014. Well put. Um, It was special, man. And you know what? There's still a long way to go. And I think it's probably not healthy to treat Wimbanyama as if, you know, he's a finished product or we know how his career is going to go because Mm -hmm. we don't. And I, I tend to believe that he will stay healthy. I think his workout regimen probably indicates that he will have a healthy career, knock on wood. Those yep. foot foot exercises? Oh yeah, you saw those foot exercises. Yeah. <laughs> they were hot. Quentin Tarantino saw those yeah. foot exercises. I don't think this team will or should be immediately good. Um, it kind of depends on how free agency goes, but all indications from Brian Wright are that they're still going to continue to play the slow game. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Wimbenyama will be load managed. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're going to like deliberately sit him out, but he'll probably have a cap on the number of minutes he plays, especially in the beginning of the season. And and they should play the slow game. Yeah, and they are. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. Because we've seen several teams in the past, I think the Pelicans did this with Anthony Davis, where like they were like, okay, we've got this transcendent talent. Let's start shipping out picks. Let's bring in some guys to put around him so we can contend yeah. right away. And then 
Dallas. <sighs> Dallas. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to do that. And You're then, right. Then three years down the road, the guys that you traded for get washed out, and then you don't have those picks anymore, and then you just have a star who's trying to drag middling at best talent yeah. to the playoffs. So, like I said, it's it's we're gonna have to see how it plays out, but it's it's a really fucking good feeling. Or you could fully does. sell out for free agency talent that never shows up. And then, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what that's like. Hey, uh, you guys know Christian Woods available, right? <laughs> I don't. We'll, we we should get to him later because I have thoughts on Christian Woods. <laughs> What's with all these Dallas promotional videos, including Javale McGee? Really? Yeah. Why yeah, he's you... like he's he's like repping Dallas really hard and being like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I watched the video without the sound on. So JaVale's fucking awesome, man. I'd I put him in my promotional yeah, videos. No, I would too, but I would also put him on the floor. <laughs> that yeah, too. he would actually play. <laughs> he would play every now and then on my uh, fantasy basketball team in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Especially if I needed uh, rim protection. Huh. Or a rebound at all. Yeah, any kind of rebound. Mm-hmm. When, <laughs> when you're losing the game of offensive rebounds of the other team versus defensive rebounds on your team, you're it's a problem, you know? It is. It's when you call Christian Wood. Just kidding. No, you don't call Christian Wood for any type of rebounding concerns. No. Unless you I don't know, if it's a contract year and he really wants to get paid and it's an easy rebound where he doesn't have to move that far, mm-hmm. like then he'd be all about well, wasn't it. Wasn't this year a contract year? Yeah, it was. So mm-hmm. well, well yeah, but I mean I- he didn't get playing time. <laughs> like, he kind of got sabotaged on purpose by his head coach in a contract I'm year. Sorry. Yeah. I, I clapped on a non-edit. That's an issue. No, right. no, we're good. <laughs> yeah, what we've talked about the timeline. It's probably going to be slow. Expectations. We should probably temper, I don't know, eight eight-foot wingspan that can dribble yeah. into pull-up threes and facilitate, like... I would Fuck be me. We've never seen a guy like this. So. I would be this excited and probably way more rambunctious and uh, what's the word? Um, immature about <laughs> it than they are. But I will judge them for being the way that they are. <laughs> We're allowed. Yeah. We're the rivals. Yeah. I mean, fans are going to be fans. I, I think if any team had gotten the number one pick, you would have seen those same kinds of reactions. Oh, the Rockets fans yeah. would have been the worst, dude. Yeah. I, I can't even deny that. And then all oh, the yeah. pettiness that the Spurs fans were giving to Rockets fans, it would have gone the other way because that's just the way it is. Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel oh like y'all God. haven't been on a really on our radar for a while, man. Like, it's transitioned to, since we've been shitty, it's become this Oklahoma City Thunder, Detroit Pistons, Cleveland Cavaliers weirdness. For the Houston Rockets fans on Twitter, at least, oh, a like, lot of us were kind of side, like hit sideways. Like the Spurs still care about us like this, and we got into a whole mm-hmm. level of weird. No, our team that's trying to lose on mm-hmm. purpose is the best. No, our team that's trying to lose on purpose is the best. No, Jalen versus Evan Mobley. No, like all that shit has kind of taken over the uh, the ADHD Rockets fans of mm-hmm. the world, I feel like. It's a lot of weird days. flexing between these franchises yeah. who are that, all shitty. Exactly. <laughs> That's what weirds me out the most about all of this is that all of us are so willing to flex. Yeah. Like, it does, none of us are anywhere near flexing capability right now. I mean, tal- talent is the only thing that matters in the NBA mm-hmm. at the end of the day. 
It doesn't matter how good of a coach you are. If you don't have the guys, then you're mm-hmm. not going to win games. Yeah, unless you're Eric Spolstra. Miami Heat disagree. Yeah, I was say, I just said, unless you're Eric Spolstra. <laughs> dude, Jimmy Butler is fucking awesome. Bam he's that bio. guy, Yeah, though. he's that dude. It, that guy. You usually need those guys. Can we get into, eventually, can we get into the people comparing the Jimmy Butler run with the Dirk run? I've also seen that first Hakeem run. You know what? They get a lot of bullshit over... Uh, Jordan retiring being the only reason they get those championships, and I don't think it's. I, I wish mean, we could have seen Hakeem versus but... Jordan just for. Oh yeah. Just to have that moment yeah. in history, yeah. but yeah. I mean, you can only play who's in front of you, yeah. and you can go back to any NBA title run in NBA history, and there's gonna be some what ifs. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> yeah, I would have loved to see some Hakeem versus Jordan, and except we got a bunch of Jordan versus the Diddler. <laughs> 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 and Jordan know, Diddler, round three. The uh, 1995 Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway, Orlando Magic beat the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls in five games. So, and then the Rockets swept them. Yeah, and so... I watched that entire series <laughs> in a cabin in Texarkana, <laughs> being upset that my new hero Shaq wasn't winning. <laughs> With those sweet. Swoopy Reebok shoes. Mm-hmm. Those are fucking bad. And I was still calling him Anthony Hardaway at the time because I was really young. All right, so I guess we should probably talk a little bit about what Just the roster might end up looking like around Wimby. So, um, you know, we had this discussion a few weeks ago where we said, you know, Vassell and Sohan are prob- we're really the only two true cornerstones of this rebuild at this point. It feels like the national media really disagrees with us on Keldon Johnson, man, but I'm going to hold firm. Like I, I personally agree with you, John. Like I don't think Keldon Johnson is the guy you need to keep on this roster the way that everybody else seems to. All due respect to the national media, but there are only two guys in the national media that I suspect were actually watching Spurs games over the last five years. Well put. Um, I'm not part of the national media, but I wasn't. Yeah, and you had absolutely no reason to. No one had any reason to. I have become so emotionally numb toward the Spurs over the last five years. Just the the dead DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge era to the early part of this rebuild with DeJounte Murray. I, it was hard to feel anything, you know? It was like trying to jack off after 12 beers. The only thing that stopped me was a cramp in my shoulder. <laughs> Fuck man, this is just. This is gonna be a good edit or, or a hardcore edit job, but I'm having a great time. I'm having Same, a my man. <laughs> also, this is a really good basketball game. Yeah, Jamal Murray is something else. But a lot of cap space, a lot of flexibility. Do the Spurs do anything with it? You think, or do is is it just a total slow play? They're going to have to do something with their cap space because of the restructuring of the CBA. That's fair. They got to pay enough to qualify or whatever the fuck it is. I I mean, I'm guessing Devin Vassell, they're going to try and get him on an extension this offseason because this might be their last chance to get him on a good deal. Yeah, that would be wise. Um, There aren't a lot of really great free agents. I could see them, you know, giving out some one-year deals like, just to bring some guys in as placeholders, but Christian Wood, so Sean Elliott's excited. <laughs> All right, I so I actually don't hate Christian Wood on the Spurs. I hate to no, say no, that out loud, but I really don't like. So here's a move people have been talking about for the Mavs that I think would be 
as good or maybe better for the Spurs, especially with all the draft capital you have. Mm-hmm. Trading for like Miles Turner, because I could see I could see you know he can fill in the void. And he has offensive skills, but he's mostly a defensive big. And he likes to build with Legos. He really loves Legos. I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of awesome. He's super wholesome. Yeah, he's a a good dude. UT? UT? (laughs) Yep. Yeah? I think the Spurs will probably be happy with Zach Collins and, you know, uh, spinning the wheels on Don Barlow again next season. I've never even heard of Don Barlow. Oh, good, dude. Barlow looks like a keeper. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he's kind of like a modern small five you know okay he's switchy can protect the rim and rebound a little bit uh very raw he came out of the overtime elite uh the same league that the thompson twins are coming Mm -hmm. out of which is why i kind of suspected that the spurs would be really interested in the thompson twins Mm -hmm. which they still might be uh because they're requesting interviews with the men but uh i I think if they're gonna go after something it's either gonna be a wing or a point guard there are some options out there if they if they really just want to go get someone like they could probably cash in some chips on maybe OG I think bring back Jakob Pertle if you can bring an OG that'd be fun yeah I don't uh, Fred Van Fleet would be a really good fit on the Spurs I think too honestly yeah, he's or, an uh, impending free agent maybe if Phoenix wants to dump Chris Paul ooh Chris Paul would be my ideal target for the Spurs I think they'll, they'll be a great placeholder at point guard yeah um, because I guess his, you got to spend the money somewhere right. Yeah, and I mean, his contract next season is... Not next season. The season after this coming season is fully non-guaranteed. So if you if you need that cap space next offseason, then you can just waive him. Guys, on my drive over here, it was... I don't know what 101X, 101.5 KRX is doing, but it was like a, it was like an 80% Fallout Boy ride over here from my house. <laughs> Good Fallout Boy or bad Fallout Boy? I didn't... I don't know you the distinction tell. very well. Yeah, you can't tell sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Which ones? I don't know. Down did it, did it come out like... before or after 2006? Yeah, I don't know. What's the, what's the notch on your me. bedpost song? Yeah, that's good follow-up. Boy. That's good? Yeah. <laughs> if you can turn this into something listenable, you're a fucking god. I will. I'll make it happen. <laughs> We've got some yeah. notches in our bedpost. <laughs> and not enough lines in this song. That being said, everything with Victor, everything with the Spurs, good luck over the last 24, I don't know, it's been like 72 hours, right? It's been a long-ass time. It's been a few days. Over the last week, Mm -hmm. let's just leave it at that. Does that change the overall game plan for Brian Wright, for Pop? Does anything really drastically alter other than the length of this rebuild. Does that make sense? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the rebuild is still going to go on as planned, but it's two years shorter now. Possibly. I mean, it's all going to depend on Victor and the other guys who come along. I guess that's true. If Devin Vassell takes another step, you know, that's a guy who's probably closer to a borderline all-star than a role player. Mm -hmm. Solid Um, one B at worst. Yeah, like he's a guy who is going to be able to start and play in meaningful playoff games at some yeah. point in his career. I, I do think this ultimately trims some time off of the rebuild. I think if the Spurs had landed anyone else in this lottery... Definitely trims time off the rebuild. Save for maybe Scoot Henderson. Uh, the Spurs probably would have just been tanking in next season. Yep. And now they have a reason to go out and play the games and treat the games as if they're meaningful. Even if they're not, you know 
planning to make a deep playoff run, it's it's time to start building those habits and building guys up and seeing what you really have and if they can play in meaningful games. All right, so hypothetical. What if you knew Charlotte wanted to take Brandon Miller? Could you trade like a, a Malachi Branham and future assets for the number three pick? That would be... I guess they wouldn't want to because they, they're trying to win with Dame, right? Yeah, I was going to say the thing that complicates that third pick trading mm-hmm. is... Portland wants to win now, so they're mm-hmm. gonna want you. You'll, which you'll is have a, to usually is, get a third team to facilitate, mm-hmm. probably. Like maybe. I've seen a lot of fake trades with <clears throat> Mikael Bridges from the Nets going to Portland for X pick mm-hmm. and X and like. I guess if you can find a third team who really likes the package of picks that the Spurs have to offer, like say, you know, Portland wants player X. Maybe they want a couple of guys from Toronto or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Toronto doesn't want the third pick. They want the Spurs package of picks, and then the Spurs can take the third pick. I don't know. It's really hard to figure out, even hypothetically. And in reality, third picks, I mean, uh, three-team trades just don't happen that often in the NBA. So I wouldn't expect the Spurs to trade into the high lottery. I think a lower lottery pick is more plausible, or maybe just like a mid-first-round pick. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Spurs just take their guys and go into the go into free agency and see what they can find. Uh, that would make the most sense to me for sure. So I mean, I'm sure have... everyone would love to get another top five pick. Yeah, but I'm, you gotta everybody... trade for it first. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the Rockets would. I'm sure Charlotte would. Oh. Can but... I get y'all's opinion on something though? Do we think Portland is doing the right thing by trying to trade their number three overall pick? And a good draft to try to win now. With oh, no. no. No, I don't. Uh, especially not if Brandon Miller is going to and they have Scoot available. Scoot, right? Yeah, but. And they have Shaden Sharp already. Yeah. But Why it's don't they really, trade Dane for a package? It's really hard for me to shit talk mutual loyalty when you never see it anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, That's I true. just can't. I can't be mad at Dame. I can't be mad at Portland for wanting to just be like, no, you know what? This is who we are, mm-hmm. and we're going to be together forever, you know, like Rick Astley. Yes, right. I mean, it's it's not the logical thing to do, but for what Damian Lillard means to the Blazers and yeah. vice versa. <laughs> well put. They I sat like Dame down and said, don't you know I would move heaven and earth to be <laughs> together forever with you? Exactly. Now, what, what would be funny <laughs> is if they trade the third pick and the Blazers are still bad, next season and then dame nope. is still wanting oh, out next no, offseason. that is the so thing sad. that is most likely it'll to happen. probably happen it'll probably happen You're which right. is why like i'm not mad at him for doing it but it's still it's not it's the same reason i wasn't mad at the lakers for giving a washed kobe that huge contract of like a thank you contract you know what i mean it wasn't the right thing no, for the organization the franchise for a yeah. really long time yeah but they're still paying the price for that in some ways yeah, not mad at him for it i get it but also, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Because the number <sighs> three pick and what you could get for Dame could build a really solid future. Especially if you package it with Anthony Simons or yeah. Shaden Sharp. Like, yeah. any of those picks. I, those would, players I would keep plus, Shaden Sharp. I would, too. But, I mean, if the right thing came along mm-hmm. and you were trying to package something to get a player to win with Dame. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we want Shaden Sharp, not Anthony Simons. I, I don't know if it's. Mikhail Bridges or somebody? Uh, I don't know about Mikhail Bridges, but 
Somebody that's just kind of like undeniably like really great fit with Dame. I'd kind of be yeah. Well, I don't know. Cat. I'm so sour on Cat. I can't. I just can't make myself love him again right now. I need him to show me the redemption arc. I guess. I think he is who he is at this point. Yeah, I think he needs a new change of scenery, but I'm also worried that no matter what scenery he's in, he's kind of a shitty defender. I don't know. Shitty defender who doesn't show up in the playoffs. Yeah. But, but I mean, he's still arguably the best three-point shooting center of all time. Yeah. He's a great passing center also. Great passing center. He is. Can, You're right. Can Underrated. beat up mismatches. Mm-hmm. His skill set is... Man, when you watch him play, it's it's undeniable, but... He does lack on defense, which can be made up for with the rest of your roster if you plan it right. But I just don't think that the Timberwolves is the right place for him. I mean, yeah. he's he's Christian Wood premium. Yeah, <laughs> uh, eh, that's a little unfair to yeah. Cat. I would <laughs> say, <laughs> but he's like a like a if uh, if Christian Wood were a bow staff in Dungeons and Dragons, he's like a plus five Christian Wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Those are both fair yeah. assessments yeah. of Cat. Yeah, he's a dragonborn bard, all right? <laughs> <laughs> it's rare, okay? okay? We don't see a dragonborn bard every in every in every regular old campaign. He's a dragonborn cat. Okay. Right, so before we move on to the, the Rockets and the Mavs, do we have any last thoughts on the Spurs? You brought up to me earlier the uh, coaching conspiracy of uh, the Warriors try to cut costs around the edges. Steve Kerr comes in to take the torch from Pop and, and bring the Spurs into the next era. How much uh, how much water are you giving that? Is that does that seem legit? Uh, honestly, I find that very believable. Personally. Trading trading wine for pills, huh? Yes, wine for pills, exactly. I could see it happening. I mean, <laughs> Kerr, Kerr, pills, Kerr, you know. Kerr is still a Spurs guy. Yeah. You know? Um, he does nothing but speak highly of the Spurs and Pop constantly. He, he has a lot of Popovichian characteristics. I think he's kind of like, I think he's kind of viewed as this like Popovich, Phil Jackson hybrid. I, I don't know. If it happens, I'll be fine with it. I, I kind of, I don't really like retread coaches in the NBA. I'd rather just give some, give some either college guys or G League guys a shot at the helm. I think those tend to yield better results, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. You let Pop go until he dies, right? Yes. Yeah. If he wants to. But he's seventy-four. He could die tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Ron but Paul I mean, we elected though. Joe Biden. We rolled the dice on that. He's he's young. <laughs> yeah. For I, just mean, I, I don't mean political wise. I just mean age wise. Just a- I'm just saying. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> America. I'm so oh, I hate you. <laughs> what kind of elixir of amphetamines do you think they're giving him before he goes up to speak, just so he can like? So have you ever heard of Vitamolten, the shit they were giving Hitler that they think was meth? <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite podcast we've ever done. This is the worst. <laughs> this is awesome. Should we transition to the other Texas teams? Houston. Yeah, what I guess. the fuck did the Rockets do at number four? Pick um, number four was the biggest kick in the dick I can remember since Yao Ming going down with a career-ending injury. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't that dramatic. I doubt but it, man. I mean, it was just 
kind of stupid. I hate it. I hate that it was four. I wish it would have just been five and we bottomed out. I, I just, I hate it. It just felt like a real big fuck you from the league, you know? Because you had to wait until the break was yeah, over to find you, out. You got yes. to the top four, had a commercial yes. break, and then found out you got four. Right? Four's not a bad pick. Uh, I mean, even if you reached for Jarris Walker, you did good. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't think that pick is ever going to play for the Rockets. Yeah, I don't think it is either. I think the Rockets trade that shit. Really? Yes. I guess, yeah, with all the cap space and all the shit they got going on. OKC owns the first next year, unless it's top six protected. I think it's top six, maybe top four. But so it's like there's only you could either tank again, which is just not okay no, completely they're unacceptable not they're four not years that. into this process and it's probably just not a possibility if harden's coming back true that yeah you're right with yeah with an actual nba coach and james harden at point guard this team can't probably tank and okc owns the pick so and someone's going to get better yeah. on this roster you're right it Especially with Harden coming back, frankly, yeah. in a defined role. Like, I'm I'm all eyes on Josh Christopher this season. Like, I really feel like he could stand to benefit the most from all of this. But I think what I hated most about the Rockets fans' despair at falling to four was this team has a lot of really good young talent on it. Yeah, it does. Like, some of these guys are going to hit. They might have been a little up and down in their rookie sophomore seasons, but... They're fucking 19, 20, 21 years old. Mm -hmm. And a lot of their sophomore seasons were in a season where nobody was coaching them and they were told, hey, you should lose a lot of games. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So like up and the down, writing was like, on the wall. Yeah. Like It was very clear you're not uh, expected to yes. or want yes. wanted to win. Yeah. I remember like in week 10 when they beat the Jazz, just the look on like the coaching staff's face. Was like, what are I mean, you all doing? Jabari Smith Jr. and Jalen Green both had arguments at the time to go number one in their respective drafts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they both, neither of them looked bad. Jabari Smith had a lot of bad shooting games, but he was playing on a team without a system that wasn't really looking for him to play his role. And he was like, you know, I'm a rookie. I got to show out. He was just, he was getting the ball and shooting it from the top of the arc. Exactly. He would shoot it when he would get it because yeah. he didn't know when he mm -hmm. would get it again. Mm -hmm. Because the system was so fucked. Yeah. It was so disjointed mm -hmm. that Kevin Porter or Jalen Green would dribble the mm -hmm. air out of the ball before he'd ever see it again. I or, mean, he needs to be in a situation where he's in motion off ball, yep. running off screens, DHOs, catching and shooting, cutting. And then maybe occasionally seeing if he can stretch his wings, you know, with some back-to-the-back -back stuff, maybe. Mm -hmm. All right, here's my beef with non-John Spurs fans, all right? Everybody talking like Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. are busts. When <laughs> Jalen Green has gone off for, like, several, like, 30, 40s. mid-30, 40-point games. Yeah. And, and young looking, guards are just look, inefficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Looking, yeah. looking like he has star potential in him and calling him a bust. With and, zero and, yeah. system. Yeah. And he's then, just and, doing and, this. And yeah, then looking, like... looking at Jabari Smith Jr. and being like, oh, he's a bust. It's like, dude, no, he's not. I mean, maybe maybe in a couple years, if he can, if he re repeats his rookie year, to, like another couple years, then he can be like, all right, he's not what we thought he was. But it doesn't look like that. Like, I look at all the, all the tools he has. I don't know. I just don't see what all of this like. Oh, look at look at how bad the Rockets are doing. Like, I don't see it. I think the fact that Jabari Smith Jr. didn't fall apart by the end of his rookie season after all the flack he got 
is pretty indicative of a guy who's high character. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Green, like those tools are still there. I think the skill development is still a, maybe like a smidge behind where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I agree. But he he's also he's just been on the wrong role, and he said it himself. Mm-hmm. And now if Harden comes back, or you get another guy who can be the primary ball handler, mm-hmm. his efficiency is going to go up. Mm-hmm. Right, he's going to look better. As well. I yeah. think Kevin Porter Jr. is in the wrong role. I think he's like a three-time Six Man of the Year <laughs> type player that shouldn't be in a starting point guard position. I like him at the starting three. <clears throat> Or I like him as a six man running the offense off the bench. Yeah, yeah those are I my two com- things. Yeah, that I, I think love if Kevin he's Porter. coming off the bench, he is one of like he's like a super valued player. Yeah, I just really i I want to know who's coming back next season mm-hmm. if James Harden arrives because they've got to get some guys who can defend. Yes, because right do. now you've got Gruba, you've got Tate, you've got Jabari Smith Jr. and Tari Eason. All those guys project to be pretty good defenders but i think you need that kind of defensive centerpiece Mm -hmm. and maybe that can be jabari smith jr maybe but you Mm -hmm. still need that like rim protector anchor you know and jabari Mm -hmm. yeah like like, yeah exactly like capella was i'll pee Mm -hmm. for capella who says no (laughs) the rockets (laughs) Mm -hmm. i want to see garuba take that lead dude capella was really fucking good yeah he was He's Capella still, really good. still good. He's yeah. still. I meant like this year in the in the play in and the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was really fucking good. Yeah, he was. He's got to get that gold streak back. Really, really have that swag. <laughs> that Dennis Schroeder little yeah. gold spot in his yeah. hair. Oh man, I miss Capella. Him and James and Chris Paul went like mm-hmm. fifty-seven and three or whatever the fuck it was in that mm-hmm. year when they started together. Man. And then Capella got just played off the floor in the Warriors series. Kevon Looney just owned his ass. And I was like, Kevon Looney is. What is happening right now, Clint? How dare you? Kevon Looney does that. He's a sneaky good player. Yeah. But it's something about the way his mouth looks makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is. There's just something about it. Kendrick Perkins did the same thing. Kendrick Perkins had cat mouth, like the mouth of a cat. (laughs) It used to. The I'm, mouth of a cat. I'm not trying to like. I feel like an asshole making fun of the way people look, but the cat mouth really fucking threw me off. <laughs> the skin of a hot dog. Yeah, I look like Artie Lang fucked a panda bear, so I'm not trying to like <laughs> make fun of people. This is also racially coded. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Jokic's hair is thinning on top. I feel represented. <laughs> Me too. If only he can have the same male pattern baldness as John Cena. The like the weird triangle. A little stripe, the mohawk of yeah. bald yeah. down the middle. I love that John Cena is just letting oh. it happen. He has the resources to fix it, but he's just he's going he's going mm-hmm. natural. Yeah. He's peacemaker, man. He doesn't he doesn't need to do anything. <laughs> that show is incredible. Yeah, really. Oh, it's so good. Isn't John Cena's character bisexual in the series? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> this is the worst podcast ever. Yeah, or the best. <laughs> I can't tell yet. I still I I'm having so much fun, I believe that it's the best one. We've it's ever the had. alcohol. It's not real, man. It's we're, definitely yeah. the alcohol. Yeah. This is this is bag fumbling at its finest. We're gonna listen to this tomorrow and be like, oh my god, dude, this is the best Eric could do, even with edits. <laughs> but it's fun, you know? We're having a good time. I'm going to go to Popeye's. That's why I do it. <laughs> What's the... <laughs> All right. 
what the fuck do the Mavs do? They kept their pick. Mm-hmm. That was option A. Yeah. Do my they draft opinion, with it, or my do they opinion, trade they draft with it? Best available at ten. Yeah, that's I'd my like opinion. that too. But what do we think happens? What do we think happens? <laughs> Something horrible. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I won't agree with it. <laughs> They're gonna it. trade the ten pick for the right to extend Dwight Powell for five years. Yeah, so. we're gonna end up fucking signing Keldon Johnson to a supermax or something. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do, but what I'd like is to see who falls to 10 because there's plenty of good players that fall to 10 and thinking that we have to be win now with Luca having four years on his contract and being like 24, 25 years old, however he is like continuing the impatient trend. Yeah. I get you. I get you. I would love for us to just play out the process because Luca love that though. I think that's the other thing they have to juggle constantly in dallas is like is luca as patient as we are at this point does it matter it doesn't matter to me because it kind of feels like you're fucked if you do you're fucked if you don't that's true so you might as well just do the best thing you can for this franchise and we were talking about this well i think while you were taking a piss earlier you know if luca demands out in a year or two then so be it the most first round picks ever traded for a single player would probably be luca yeah Oh, right? You're right. And that's not what I want. Obviously, you'd rather keep Luca. And this also I will give as a warning to Spurs fans who are like, oh my God, we're going to win championships because of Wemby. Transcendent talent doesn't always mean championships. All right? Mm-hmm. Take it from this guy. <laughs> All right? You guys got a skinny, tall Frenchman. We got a, f- a fat fucking. Slovenian? Slovenian, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's Berlin. Yeah. You can just say he's yeah, Berlin. Yeah, yeah. Alex Wright is one of the best talents we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Disco Inferno. Dude, I wish that guy would stop doing podcasts with Vince Russo. Oh, Making man. me not like his legacy. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. I mean, if you look at NBA history, there are like 10 guys who really matter in terms of winning championships. Mm-hmm. Total in the entire history of the NBA. I think we put way too much stock into winning championships. I think as fans, we should probably just learn how to kind of enjoy the journey a little more. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Because it's so impossibly hard to win a championship, and you mm-hmm. have to be so incredibly lucky, and mm-hmm. everything has to break right. Or to be the player, like the linchpin upon which a dynasty sits, like a Tim Duncan or a Magic Johnson or a Kobe or a Jordan. Eh, Kobe. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't like him, but he was there. I love how much we just hate Kobe on this podcast. Like, like man, I don't know about Kobe, but... Uh. I mean, it was really the Shaq dynasty, and then... <laughs> what, are you going to call it the Pow dynasty after that? It was Kobe. I mean, in terms of the advanced metrics, it was. Huh? <laughs> I'm a huge Pow guy, and I'm even willing to say that it, it was mostly Trevor Ariza slash Metal World Peace, but... <laughs> He, that was a pretty stacked Lakers team. Pow, Lamar Odom, Andrew Bynum, Meta. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I respect anyone who has the bravery to just do crack. You know well, what I mean? Like, oh, I, I'll take your respect. <laughs> I respect you. <laughs> yeah. You've never been upset until you thought you bought crack and it was soap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you gotta check and ever. see if it smells like dawn first. 
<laughs> Moral of the story is check your crack, kids. Amen. Check your crack. Yeah. Smell it. Yeah. Make sure it doesn't smell like Dawn. Yeah, yeah. And if you get a generational talent on your team, take your time. Take well your time. Yes. All right. Smell we should it dra- good. Jarris Walker, and I'm just like, I've been all over his... But we I just, collectively as a podcast might be the highest on Jairus Walker no, as I think anybody I, else in the entire country. Because he's, like, the most, <laughs> he's the most guaranteed talent other than Wembenyama in the draft. We I, don't know what Scoot's going to be. If you don't but, need a guard, yes, I agree. And yeah, I'm not saying he, his offensive game might not ever flourish because his shot looks awkward. And I've watched him hit, I watched him hit like four threes in a row in the game that they lost in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. And he hit four threes in a row and I thought... That's not a good shot. Like, it looks weird. His offensive game looks weird, but his rebounding ability and his defensive ability, defensive ability and his switch ability, he looks like he can guard every position on the floor. He plays bigger than he actually is. He's a force on the floor, mm. even without an offensive game. And an offensive game, to me, is easier to teach than effort and defensive ability. He reminds and he me has of, that in spades. He reminds me of San, San Diego State Kawhi Leonard. Oh, that's a good. He comp. has the exact same dimension: seven three wingspan, six seven. Big guy is gonna projects to be a good rebounder, good defensive player, shaky shot, but he's got some playmaking ability. Um, I don't think he's ever gonna be like a secondary creator, but like he's definitely gonna be a really good connective tissue guy, and that's a really mm-hmm. valuable guy to have in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the most guaranteed. 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 And and that's why I'm so high on him. Because switchability and like defensive prowess is so valued in in today's NBA. The only thing that's equally or more valued would be shot making though. Right. That's like the only thing that it's like, man, you could stand to shore that up a Mm -hmm. bit, but I mean, you've got that in droves with Luka Doncic. So. Right, right, right. I was just going to say, like, it, Luka, offensive creation doesn't matter as much when you have Luka on your fucking mm-hmm. team. You know? mm-hmm. And we've talked already on the podcast about how we feel like Draymond Green would be a perfect fit there. Yep. And Draymond Green can hit threes. Especially in the playoffs. But I don't necessarily feel, if, it, if he were on my team, when I saw him shoot a three, I wouldn't necessarily feel great about it. No, same. Right? It, it either bounces off the front of the rim really hard or it line drives in somehow. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's going to get the NBA sued someday because one of those bricks is going to give someone a concussion in the third row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's going to call him a pussy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they get hurt about He's going to walk up to him and thump him in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Giannis. I think Giannis could injure a fan potentially with a three-point attempt too. Giannis's threes are just violently offline quite regularly remember when Giannis threw the ball at James Harden's head as hard yes. as he could and everyone was like nice Giannis badass yes. if yes. anyone else had done that they would have been like you to f- anybody else yeah <laughs> who was it that Ray for Alston remember when Jameer Nelson got hurt during the the one Dwight Howard year when they lost to the Lakers uh oh nine yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. skip to my Lou was playing point guard for him and I forget who it was, but he got mad and slapped somebody in the back of the head. Yeah. And everybody was just like, this is awesome. Yep. It was a better time. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, skipped my Lou, man. Greatest greatest nickname ever, frankly, in NBA history, in my opinion, is Skipped mm. to my Lou. Can also, we start calling Kenny Lofton Jr. 
Escalade. <laughs> I feel like he's the new Escalade. <laughs> well, shit. Do we have any, like, meta rest of World the league peace? playoff pr- predictions? Like, I'm... I think I, Jimmy I just, Butler's winning the finals. I think wow, he's winning the championship. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but... I can't uh, put it past him at this point. What uh, am I going to do? Bet against him? I you saw shouldn't? I, <laughs> yeah. I saw a tweet that he is the only guy to have the specific stat line that he has in the playoffs. Yeah. I think he's averaging more than 30 points yeah. per game on more than 50% shooting since Michael Jordan. Obscene. I've burned, obscene. My, I've burned my life down about 10 times. I've never felt dumber than when I said he was going to lose against the books. All right. <laughs> Man. I, yeah. Butler and Jokic in the finals sign me up. Like, I don't care about the popularity of the league and the ratings without the Lakers and the Celtics. So yeah, like I want the best fucking basketball teams playing each other. And those are the two most entertaining teams mm-hmm. to me by a wide margin. Yeah. I mean, at this point, do we really want to see LeBron James in the finals again? Do we really want to see the Lakers and the Celtics in the finals again? I'm an unapologetic LeBron fan. I Same. love LeBron James. And I want to see him in the finals again, but I want to see him against Jimmy Butler. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because, and it'll be it'll be a rematch, too. True. But I'd rather still see Jokic make it, but I wouldn't be mad if LeBron made it so long as Jimmy and the Heat were facing him. But, I mean... I don't know. I've also just become a Heat fan. The Nuggets just Jimmy in the Heat. Jimmy. The Nuggets just went up 3-0 mid podcast, so I don't really see it going any other way. I don't either. Yeah, 3-0 is pretty hard to come back from. Yeah. From what I've heard, I don't think anybody's ever done it. Even. Mm. Actually, the Mavericks. The Boston. The Red Mavericks Sox went up 3-0 it. against the. The Trailblazers, I think, in like 2002, 2003, something like that. They had to go seven. And they right? had to go seven. Yep, I remember that. Mm-hmm. This was pre-Brandon Roy. This was like yeah. Clarence Weatherspoon era. I don't, yeah. I don't remember who was playing. Out. Oh, Brandon Roy. What could have been? You guys remember when Vince Carter was a Maverick? Yes. That was no. so fun. As a Mavericks fan, no. When really? did this happen? Dude, he had a game winner in the playoffs against the Spurs. Yeah. As a Mav. In 2014. This is like post-college like when I was like... 13 to 15, like, right? I don't... Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I had no idea Vince Carter was ever a map. That was the Monta Ellis era. Yeah. Yeah. That was when I started feeling bad for Dirk. That was when Dirk went from like a, a villain to a, oh man, this guy deserves better. Yeah. Oh, this was like yeah. mid-Heatles run. Yes. I think it was Old like... Old man. Yeah, as soon as they traded... As soon as they stopped using Tyson Chandler and then we fucking went from champions to clearly not competitors anymore. I think I unplugged for a little bit. I think OJ Mayo was there before. <laughs> oh yeah. Orange juice mayonnaise. Double yeah. suspended. <laughs> yeah. Orange I think juice. he got banned from the NBA for yeah. smoking crack, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not going to hate on him for that. It happens yeah, whatever, to the best right? of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you should have let him back. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'll tell you irritating. The day Mark Cuban posted it about us signing orange juice mayonnaise, I got real excited. We also got excited about Rondo, so yeah. Rondo. I've never seen a coach hate a player more than Rick Carlisle and Rondo, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing that rivals yeah. it is Christian Wood and Jason Kidd. Yeah, I was going to say Christian Wood <clears throat> and Jason Kidd and Joe Mazzula and Grant Williams. Those DeMarcus like a- Cousins and George Carl. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a real good one. 
but George Carl and Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. George Carl and J.R. Smith. Dude. George Carl and anyone without David Robinson's <laughs> demeanor. <laughs> Don Nelson used to draft players and not play them for two years because he had a saying called no but he used to have a saying that was no no rookies on the on the wood makes the game go good <laughs> i love i love that george carl's life has become just going on twitter and going hey you guys know that i played with george gervin on the spurs i like the spurs they're the good blacks he literally <laughs> only loves the spurs now on twitter yeah. it's really weird darius ruckers as black as i go <laughs> <laughs> Who's Wagon wheel, George Carl. Wagon wheel, brother. Mm-hmm. He uh, only want to be with you. If I get drunk, maybe BB King. Wait, 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 wait. Suck me, mama, like the wind and the rain. <laughs> suck me, mama, like a southbound train. <laughs> hey, mama, suck oh, me. Mama, suck me. Oh, oh man. We got the Steiner math. Steiner math plus wagon wheel. Sucking wheel. Faded out. I'm unplugging my mic. We got it. Thank you for listening. We're so sorry. <laughs> <laughs>